while we're here. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? What is Welcome up? Welcome to Talking Pieces episode two. This is, this is number two. We did not drop this after one episode. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, let's go. Here today, uh, myself, Egg Fried Range, joined by Edge, as usual, and our guest for today, Jimothy. Jimothy, introduce yourself, my dear friend. I'm Jimothy. <laughs> oh my god it's just and that's it and that that's all he needs that's me yeah do we have an introduction slide for him uh we do uh but first we have ours if you, if you oh, don't right. know me i i do a lot of stuff i run tournaments um and i run discords and communities that's me um you also know Renge. He does a lot of that same stuff. He uh, wow, that's crazy. How I do? How we basically do the same thing, honestly. It is we true. Do very similar jobs. Yes. I don't know. We're very similar that's people. Very similar names. Uh, then we have Jimothy here. I'm over. <laughs> I did not realize this was this was the title we gave him. Yes. I thought this was gonna say Selena's friend. Oh, wait, there's a, now there, now there's, a, there's some heated debate here in the, in the chat. <laughs> I would like to say this is more of my fault because uh, after I made this, Jimothy did say that uh, Arisa paid him $5. So, there you go. Yeah, how? Dude, gas is Can cheap, we, in, in, in California, not how in much, California, dude. How much does that get dude, you? Not even a full gallon. Yeah, I'd imagine this is like three quarters of a gallon. Yeah, this is like six something, seven <laughs> even. That's like so much cheaper than it is in in Vancouver. What the? It's yeah, like you guys have public transportation. You have trains and stuff. That's not the same. Whatever. <laughs> get around without cars. I'm dead inside. Anyways, today, uh, we are going to be talking a bit about a more serious topic, uh, integrity, just like within the community. And stuff, Jimothy is. You want to explain your your relationship with the topic? Um, yeah, there was a a, a bit of an incident uh, with Twitter and gestures and stuff. I made a I made a little twit longer about a certain individual following a certain incident. I'm taking this out, by the way. Is that a clip on tie? <laughs> it was a uh, Olive Garden gift card. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Let's nice. go. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, just the, uh, the all the uh, community reaction surrounding, you know, furry cheating. I was uh, I was pretty vocal about my opinions, so I think that's why I'm here. Mm. Yeah, I think I said that. Uh, two of us i was probably more involved with the furry investigation i was very involved uh i certainly have my opinions about the like the idea of integrity within a competitive community i'm edge i'm sure you do too yeah i'm just i'm just not very vocal about that stuff but now you'll you'll get to hear some edge te hot takes in this episode never before published uh opinions exclusively on talking pieces um exclusive yes we get it now or, or i don't know never hear it again except you can go back to the recording <laughs> that's so true um but yeah so we've, we've wrote down a list of things to go over 
the the first thing that we're going to be um, so we're going to cover like probably the two largest incidents of cheating in the community. Um, first, chronologically, we'll be talking a bit about Merivir and uh, what they've done and how responses to that were issued in the community. And then we'll be talking about Furry and uh, what happened this time around. Very recent. Um, a lot of you probably familiar with that. And then we'll be talking about how other games and communities have handled integrity we'll have a brief segment on that then after that we'll give our thoughts suggestions on how we could improve as a community and then take questions from you guys in our discord stage so if you're not here be sure to join a discord server hop in the stage because we'll be in there after we get through all of our more heavy pieces in the talk um then we'll be heading over there to take questions um regarding this topic and you see it there in our Twitch chat. So, um, first we have we have the situation and stuff with Marivir. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, how involved were you guys like in the community at the time of the Marivir document when all uh, that info came out? I think the Marivir, the initial stuff was early summer 2021. Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. I wasn't involved with the, with like the finding out things or, or gathering like the the evidence or actually handling the ban. I think this was like ever so slightly before I started doing like all this, all that stuff that I do now. Mm -hmm, I see. So I was mostly just um, like after it came out, I was like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. It did suck. Yeah. Mm hmm. Good point. I was, um, I was in the community for a while. I was there like initially when they did this stuff with PPT, like they stole some of Dormy's runs, which was a, a while ago. Yeah. I was like, I was like around, I like followed the game, but at that time I wasn't really present or doing any work or anything. But I remember I was like, a, a lot of this stuff that happened in like 2021, it happened while I was at work. So I was at work. And I pull out my phone to check Twitter, and I see this document. I'm just there. I'm just reading it as I'm doing stuff. I'm just like, I had my I had my suspicions about Merivir because uh, he was a lot more active when I was active in like 2020. Um, he'd go around, he talked to me and stuff. Seemed like a seemed like a very interesting person, but I didn't read too much behind the lines. And uh, some some stuff in there I did not expect to see. Some stuff in there kind of did fit the bill. Um, from what I had been hearing as I was less present. So mm -hmm. what I have here is uh, we have, I've pulled up on Chrome, I have various documents and stuff that have been written about these incidents. So we're just going to kind of go through them, skim through, and for anyone, for people who haven't heard these before, we're kind of going to like go through and summarize the situation. And then after that, we have a little bit of time to give our opinions and then move on to the next because these these are two kind of somewhat fundamentally similar cases they involve like cheating misrepresentation of gameplay and skill um and i believe they they were both handled quite differently in my opinion but based on yeah. circumstances of the case as well as um just the time in general how much larger the Tetris community has gotten in the past year or so um so 
with that, I believe here we go. So if you guys do not know, there's an entire 17 page document on Marivere. It uh, goes through his offenses, uh, gives a timeline of them and all this stuff. So like one of, one, of, one of the first things he did here as detailed is he stole a sprint video from Doramit. Uh, he took a replay of a sub 35 in Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, and he literally just ripped the video from Doramit's channel. Which is very interesting. And then, and then he posted it himself? Yeah. So Honestly, yeah. It's been a while since I've read mm -hmm. this. But yeah, then he just literally posted the same replay himself. And for, for a minute, he like kind of... He kind of tried to defend himself, but later he just joined and admitted to taking the video. And um, and he also he also has just like installed scripts in PPT to cheat uh, to optimize his runs and make them faster. Yeah, um, there was like a, a 180 macro, I believe he had, mm -hmm. which was one of the ways he got caught. Yeah, which is uh, which is very interesting. And he also he also did like a trick where he tried to slow down the game and then speed up the video again to make it look real, which is a very remember that detail. Um, remember, remember, this is a secret tool that will come in handy later. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's that. And uh, so over this course of like three or four months, he's really he's trying every method possible to kind of make his sprints look faster, and kind of um, just continuously optimize uh. The run, and then here you just have you have screenshots of Jed kind of confronting Merivir about the situation, and all that stuff, and then also, also just saying some some kind of foul things about Dormy and all that. And Dormy is a very influential figure in our community. Um, now, kind of moving on more to Osu content, but still around um, a little bit. Yeah, and they also just. Um, they also tend to not have great conduct in tournament. Um, they've repeatedly broken rules across various events um, and PPT tournaments. I believe both held in Puyo Tet World um, received a ban from Puzzle Cataclysm Open and also um, broke some rules during uh, the first revolution tournament on Jastros. So yeah. But I do just want to, I, I do just want to give a shout out to anyone who played a part in investigating this, because um, yeah. there, there's a lot of good evidence in this one. A um, lot of stuff that just like I think a lot of people would have not really brought to attention. Yeah. Unless like there was like a big reason to, and I feel like a lot of people will just kind of see it, and then not say anything on the topic and just kind of let it slide, like all these little individual things, but. Uh, you get there with the yeah. right set of people. And also, uh, another thing that happens is very interesting. This is kind of like one of, one of the more larger things that um, I think about. When I think of like the Miravir situation, the two largest things I think of are the stolen PPT video and how he handled his, uh, his Nolpo run. Um, mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, there's an older school Tetris client, I believe written in Java, Nolpamino. It was uh, the standard for a lot of fast sprinters back in the Tetris Friends days. Um, Mayor Veer in 2021 was sp sprinting on Nolpamino and had seemed to have achieved a sub-20 sprint on Nolpamino. 
and he posted it he discussed it in a mmc server and people started to kind of discuss the logistics of this run because i don't believe and I might be misremembering this, but I'm not sure if like Maravir had like a low 20 sprint time on like a, a fish, a more official platform like Tetria Gestures at the time. I I believe he was like mainly PVing in the like mid 21, 22 second range. So a jump like this was very significant, and it kind of rose a lot of suspicion regarding the legitimacy of the run and uh, how easy it can be to modify Nolpamino. Yeah. Nolpamino is like only single player, right? From yeah, I, it's only single player. Able to I think there were some multiplayer mods for it, but if you download the game stock, it's just a single player experience. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah. And, and Marivir just got insanely defensive over the fact that people were just mainly talking discussing the broader possibility of cheating on Nolpamino after his run got posted. He took these statements as if people were accusing him of cheating, which I believe you guys could agree just added to his suspicion. Mm -hmm. And this situation made him, like, more investigated on all of that stuff. And the this, docu this document just continues to detail his, like, subpar behavior towards influential members of the community. And as a result, um, at this time, uh... Large tournament organizers from like Hard Drop, MMC, Puzzle Kingdom, Team TSC came together um, and just barred Merivir from all competition until the beginning of 2022. Um, and then after that, there were a few more incidents that took place. I believe more in relation to Team TSD runs. You might know more about yeah. these than I do if you would like to talk about those. Yeah, so Merivir now, for those for those of you who don't know, is currently uh, indefinitely banned from tournament participation in, in any event that I'm a part of and any event that Edge is a part of and many of the other larger tournament orgs. Uh, mostly because I want, I'm going to say that like the the main tangible reason other than the the conduct part is that they participated in tournaments that they were banned from literally like at the first possible opportunity um the tournament infinite finesse i think it was score i think it was ifts the one in may or the one in june last year mm. um they mayor played under the account uh stoleon underscore i believe it was uh which had like the same keybinds as Merivir, uh like ridiculously like 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 they were like mm, top 50 with like, an account age of like five days with the same account controls and the same pfp and uh after they i think they played in ift and then they played in a tetrio cup uh under under this alternate tag something like that and uh, they were confronted by uh, a number of people after a while after like a lot of a lot of confrontation they they did admit to it and uh yeah following that it was like no-brainer like this person is not 
uh, feeling like they don't feel remorseful for for the, the actions that they've made in the past. And in fact, they're just like doubling down on their position and trying to play in tournaments that they're banned from. Right. The reason that <clears throat> that I believe that the ban initially wasn't indefinite and it, it was initially only until the end of 2021. So he should have had things gone to plan been unbanned like half a year ago. Uh, the reason we they did that was so that they were hoping that Maravir would be able to show growth and be able to like come back from from like their previous actions. But you know, you see, you, you see, see, you ban someone from a tournament, and then the next, the very next opportunity, they make an alt account and enter the tournament. Oh, Tetrio Journey, thank you, thank you, Moosey in the chat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like either way, you just you see like complete disregard for the sanctions that you've set up as as community leaders is like no brainer that you're gonna keep them banned like indefinitely. Yeah, I believe like there there is a very low like amount of time in between when the this document and the official announcement of the bans um released and then when he was actually just trying to smurf again i believe if you correlate the days um the stolion account was probably created uh the day of or just a few days after the document released so it was it, it, clearly that account existed in the first place with the intention mm -hmm. to specifically cheat so now that we've kind of filled in on this on the situation I want to kind of speak with you guys about what the result is now. As of uh, the recording day of this episode, June 7, 2022, how does Merivere still stand in our community? And um, where, what has happened to him? Where is he allowed? Where is he not allowed? Um, and potential future standings for him. So at this point, as I'm aware of, uh, their bans have still held up in all major like fast block second tournament organizations um they're still banned in puzzle kingdom team tsd I believe modern mino community still has a ban on him um ift taws vtt global I, anything that i'm a part of which is to say i i've i've been yeah. a lot of places so many places um but i'm just i want you guys to kind of remember because we are talking about two very similar situations in maravir and furry unlike their in-game chain conduct I want you guys to think about the differences between how how their how their punishments are at this point, as as we continue uh, talking in this episode. So Maravir mm -hmm. is kind of like heavily sanctioned in tournament, but is still accepted widely by the community and by other block stacking games other than where he cheated. All, all PPT adjacent stuff, I'm pretty certain hasn't banned, but uh. Still allowed to play Tetrio. Still allowed to participate in tournaments from communities who do not enforce these sanctions with the larger major TOs. Lots of people are, are friends with this person. And a lot of them are probably not aware of their conduct that mm -hmm. we've detailed in this document. Because this document's not a thing that's very spread around anymore. It had its time. And um, then I believe... Like, as Yeah. The uh, next time like, it came up was coming. the beginning of this year because mm -hmm. his ban was supposed to expire and he kept on trying to get into places if I recall correctly because he was reading the document he's like 
well on this document it says my ban expires now kind of not realizing that individual communities and most of them had expanded upon this initial sanction based on their actions uh, which is why if you look at the doc now there's uh, updated red text at the top um, with a new note and uh, thread by Cyperian who was kind of talking about this stuff and some community leaders were trying to kind of justify a cheater and someone who acted with this contact and this magnitude coming back into the uh, into the organization um also mm -hmm. some people in chat bringing some great points how Meriver kind of tried to slightly alter their identity upon the ban and realizing that they cannot alt their way back in um set their still on stuff they deleted their youtube channel uh they rebranded from Meriver to merlin so two very similar names you can obviously tell the connection if you're aware uh, also, just creating alts and different accounts of very different, like, kind of nonsensical names. Mm -hmm. um, and also, Jed came with some context in the chat, saying that every time uh, he alted, he would consistently send apologies for his actions while breaking the rules at the same time. So, uh, it's just very yeah, interesting. This definitely, this definitely did happen uh, after the stuff like immediately following his ban uh he did the he did the stoleon uh participation in ift and in, in tetrio journey and then he apologized and then kept doing it yeah he, he didn't even really apologize to the tournament organizers whose events that like with the rules he breached he just like i don't know he didn't he didn't apologize to them he apologized to like a different third party yeah which I don't know. I, I kind of rub. And even so, mind. like apologizing to other people and then still breaking conduct is just incredibly unremorseful behavior. And mm. uh, I don't think any time in the future we'll be considering revoking these indefinite bans. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to provide some more context to what Jed was saying about the apologizing. So, when everything was first happening, uh, like all all that. All that he had done was like cheat, which is obviously not okay, but he uh Mary had changed his uh profile picture to like something kinda concerning. So I, you know, DM'd him, talked to him a bit, and you know, I gave him some advice and he like he seemed really apologetic, like he was willing to change. But then afterwards, like I, I gave him the advice of like, you know, apologizing to everyone he's wronged and stuff and you know, he seemed really open to it. But then mm -hmm. afterwards he like said more stuff about Jed and Dormy and kept doing it. So it, it's just, it seems very like two-faced kind of. Yeah. Like where he would like, he would say all these things, but he would never change his actions. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of people can like relate to this because a lot of people did try to give him a second chance. Mm. I think generally speaking, people don't want to have to ban people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, kind of a pervasive theme toward like over like any cheating scandal or or like bad conduct is people like we like we want to have faith in the people that are in our community that they can be good or they can change to be better right mm -hmm. uh but you see the conduct and you see like 
you see them being apologetic and then immediately turning around and doubling down and yeah yeah also um moose has brought up a great point chat that i kind of want to discuss um so maravir at this at the time with maravir there's also um another problematic individual of the, of the community who i will not name on audio um mm. a document released uh regarding this person and their conduct which is incredibly heinous and after this um Maravir started associating with this other problematic community member became very buddy buddy with them and then started attacking our our tournament organizers uh specifically attacking jed making false accusations against them comparing jed to very horrible people um who have done bad things and of course jed has not done these things jed's uh Probably one of our top most respectable members in this community. Started a lot of projects um, just for the gain of the community overall. He puts a lot of work in. Um, and as much as Jed is known, I feel like, despite all he does, still quite underappreciated for all the projects that he undertakes. So, uh, shoutouts to Jed. If you guys know him, he just works on a ton of stuff as well. Um, one cool thing that I kind of want to bring a little bit of light to here before we get back into integrity. Um, has been helping kind of resurrect old tournament VODs that never saw their mm -hmm. light. Uh, yeah, he's been working on getting like every old tournament that hasn't been documented. Uh, stuff like Garbo Gamble Cup, which was mm -hmm. 2020. Uh, Comet Open, which was late 2021 and hasn't had... I, th uh, I think the largest one was uh, he um, gathered a team to redub a Tetrier tournament that was done entirely in Chinese. Mm -hmm. redubbed in english yeah. and uploaded um taiwan tetrio tournament four um internally tetrio cup east number one um and it, and it makes me interested to see how that stuff will go in the future that was just a bit off topic just wanted to give a shout out to judd for a, a ton of great work that he's been putting in recently um mm -hmm. but okay. moving okay. further um that's just kind of one thing that i wanted to detail about Maravir's how still yeah. even despite all this stuff they're widely accepted in the community they have a couple hundred subscribers on their new youtube channel where they upload content they also stream they have like a very uh, quite sizable group of friends uh in his own community has a quite a few hundred members and i still see them present in tons of community places and also remember not banned on tetrio despite their quite yeah. illegitimate actions in other communities and on other games yeah they're very active in tetrio they even have a their own discord server in blitzcord yeah i think it's like owned by them a lot of like high level players in there just i don't know mm -hmm. it's always a hard uh thing to enforce like community-wide again this is something that'll come up uh again and again just like in our community in general with how sort of like decentralized we all are it can be easy for someone especially someone with the pre-existing audience that maravir had had mm -hmm. uh to just like still be able to exist and especially when uh like tetrio and gestures don't ban him <laughs> Yeah. And they just kind of let him, let him run wild, and it's it's a ew. And uh, yeah, 
After me brings up an interesting point that I think we'll talk about um, later when we get into uh, discussing and recapping the furry events. Um, asking if Tetrio bans players for actions outside of the Tetrio client itself um, and or the community outlets for Tetrio based on like interactions specifically on their social media pages like their Twitter and Discord mm -hmm. for the game. Um, and we'll kind of talk a little bit more about that because I, I have some very interesting opinions on how that is handled so far that I haven't really shared yet. Um, mm -hmm. But now we've kind of given a recap and given some of our basic thoughts on the Merivir situation, very large situation in 2021. Um, now we'll move on to very, very recent events in Furry. There are also two things to show from that. We first had the collaborative community doc for Merivir and then Cyperion made a Twitter thread later in the year um, trying to urge community leaders um, trying to urge um, community leaders into officially announcing the extension of the ban. Um, mm -hmm. Next, we kind of have the... We, we kind of have furry. Um, and... I'd say the f the first thing that we can show was like the actual core community investigation, um, another Google yeah. Doc put together um, by Matt, a developer Matt. of Zetris, I believe, mm -hmm. brought that onto PPT and Tetrio uh, based on the Misamino stuff. So let me pull this God. up here. It was headed by Matt. I was also a part of it. Arisa was also a part of it. It was. Uh, the three of us and some other people as well. Yeah, so basically, for those who weren't aware, uh, Furry, a couple months back, uh, mid-April, I believe, dropped a 14.183 second 40-line sprint in Tetria. That shattered the previous world record, um, which was on gestures by... Yeah, Reset still had it. Uh, no one had taken it after Reset overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was on Jesteris, and I think the Tetria world record was in the 15.2 neighborhood by Fortism um, at the time that this world record was achieved. Um, and I just want to give huge shout-outs to Matt for leading the technical investigation. Uh, they did so much analysis um, to determine how exactly uh, they, they could have cheated. Because I I feel like in the public this was high it was highly speculatory. Um, again, based on if you remember the Merivir situation, they got a huge PB, nearly two seconds um, from their gestures, I believe, sprint to Nolpo, as well as uh, this one had a fairly large and sizable PB. They were in the 15s range at that time, and they mm -hmm. knocked they knocked their stuff all the way down to 14.2 so what it was they... like a 1.5 second pb mm -hmm. something close to that or something it, it was very close to that and um yeah basically they had determined um the speed hacking of tatrio based on analyzing where furry's keyboard appeared to pull they kind of checked out the polling rate um, of the keyboard, how it appeared in his legitimate replays, 
as well as um, how it appeared in their cheat replays. And using the discrepancies, seeing how vastly different the keyboard's pulling rate appeared to show, um, it, that's how they determined that uh, the speed of Tetrio had been um, had been achieved. I believe they also did some like live plays, um, mm -hmm. and the live play stats never even matched up to the e even close to the supposed speed of their actual world record time the times were like 30s there might have been like a 26 during the live play session but nothing even close um also one very interesting piece of analysis which i think was brought up in this document yeah is this it's this video where they show off the difference in timing between um a windows low battery notification uh showing up which kind of debunked a live play that they recorded being uh at a different uh sort of speed because they, they talk about how it just appeared like 66 at 66% speed somewhere around there of the Windows low battery notification. And they had this side by side video, which was just a very, it's like a very minute detail. So I just, uh, huge shouts for the, um, for this investigation. And then, um, basically after all the evidence that came together, this document is being put together. Um, and the damning evidence was achieved. Furry just confessed. Um, and kind of left a blanket reason for their actions. Um, which I will kind of quote right here. Uh, why they explained in detail later to Tatcher staff who put together this blog post uh, exactly uh, the reason for their actions. Uh, sort of. So. After... Um, a year that they like reached X rank or something. I'm just uh, trying to paraphrase what they wrote. They did not feel like they were improving as fast as they used to. Um, and then they basically had like software on their computer or something, decide to see if it would work on Tetrio and then speed hacked the, uh, the game slowly uh, progressing mm -hmm. the amount that they speed hacked the game uh, down. Uh, up until uh, 0.5x speed, which is uh, how much the world record was altered. Um, and then they, they also talked about their DAS on how they manipulated it just to be unique. Uh, it didn't really matter with how they modified the game. Um, and then they also claimed themselves that anything, anything that they achieved... Um, below a sub-21 time was 100% cheated. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, it's worth noting that things like long-standing uh, long standing cheating, and I've, I've talked to a fair amount of people on the topic, is that I Furry did cheat for almost a year, 11 months, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, up until the documents and the blog posts that come out with the evidence the thing about it is that it's easy to just 
see the improvement happen because of the speed hack and then you or because of the cheating and you end up just wanting more more of like the improvement and more of the praise that comes with it and it's a very like slippery slope psychological sort of component that goes into uh i've done it once i just need to like i'm gonna like double down and continue uh making the the cheating more uh, like more effective mm -hmm. and and tuning the game to be slower and slower and slower uh so i can like feel the improvement and and get like world record times or whatever yeah um i do i do actually kind of i kind of want to issue some form of apology for this because internally i've been hearing a lot of talk um between different community leaders and stuff who were like very very pressed about this investigation and in my head i was just like man hopefully in due time they get this release but like I feel like they're kind of hardcore rushing it just from what I had heard because um as far as I'm involved with tournaments and stuff I'm I'm definitely not the person who's directly involved with these cheating investigations or anything so I just hear tidbits of updates uh as I'm told uh internally I believe the issue was first raised to me um by Moose about two or three weeks before this came out I was hoping that they take their time to get everything right, um, but they, I wouldn't say that they took their time, but they still got everything amazingly well done. And mm -hmm. uh, I think in my head, just because I wanted the most accurate results, I kind of, um, I kind of misrepresented the sort of importance of this in my head um, when, when I was thinking about this. And then when it all came out, this all made sense to me. So I'm not the person who necessarily does all cheating investigation. I'm just glad that we do have these dedicated members of the community who will launch third-party investigations on their own. Um, and they care so much about the integrity of these leaderboards. And they use and kind of gather even new technical knowledge just for causes like this. So I think it does... It, there is a silver... A very small silver lining to these situations. Of course, they suck. But it still shows how much the legitimate members of our community do care about these situations and they go to great lengths to make sure that these issues are mm -hmm. rectified um but i feel like during the situation um you two felt a bit more strongly about it than i did um Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the jimothy smile so if you so if you guys want to talk a little bit more about your opinions through out and after the investigation on this case we we'll take a minute for that and then we'll talk about uh where furry stands in the community right now um and see where they're at so uh if any if any of you would like to take it away maybe jimothy can go, go first? first he looks like he's itching to talk about this <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean every pretty much every like big enough community is gonna have cheaters and that it sucks but I mean, every community has cheaters, you know, having cheaters isn't really like a sign of a bad community. But the, the response to the cheaters and like how everything's handled says more about the community, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't, I don't, this whole furry situation revealed a lot of some of like the that we as a community are like still new to this stuff. We were all very underprepared, I would say. Uh, yeah. I can get into more specifics, but I, I'll let Ranger go now. I think 
I think you're right in that our like generally speaking, we are so young as the community. We have like no we had no fucking clue how to deal with this. Honestly, uh the the third party group that did the investigation definitely had a couple blunders uh going through it. And I would be lying if I didn't think if I didn't say that uh I think the the everyone involved made mistakes and that goes for like our our group or like my group with with Matt and some of the other people who were doing their own independent stuff and honestly like I think Tetrio staff also dropped the ball a little <laughs> I don't know if that's like a like a hot take but I've said it um in the end though we did manage to get there and i think it's gotten to a point where we are more prepared now just having dealt with this we sort of know a bit more about what to and what not to do uh surrounding possible future events that happen like yeah. this and like what what should you be like doing on your own and what should you be like getting permission for and like who from whom should you be getting permission and such yeah, I feel like that this uh, that this situation at least had kind of made uh, the developers of games sort of more aware of when and how they'll need to take action on their own. Because uh, the last major scandal in Merivir uh, did not have that. As I mentioned before, um, they weren't banned on Tatrio. I'm not sure about their status on Jestress. Um, they might be banned from there. Um, I'm not sure. No, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, not banned on gestures. Oh, um, not banned on PPT. I mean, surprisingly. Oh. Yeah, um, but I feel like this, this, this did show like a stepping stone in our past, like sort of our past incident. We're starting to see that the the that the developers at least care more, or they're going to be forced to care more. And uh, yes, uh, investigation teams did reach out. Furry's been from Tetrio. They're also banned from Jestress. Um, I assume other games will pick up this ban. Mm -hmm. As, you know, more pop up, more aware, and uh, more in development, they release their online features. Um, because, you know, I, this is really showing that the devs are going to need to step up in their involvement. Um, but I feel like even more so than Maravir, Furry is still accepted in the community. Yeah, I feel like some I organizers, some community leaders have, have dropped the ball on handling Furry. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, they're, they're banned officially from, of course, Team TSD PK competition, of course, probably extending to Taws, Infinite Finesse, um, uh, Vietnam Tetris, just all, all of those um, sort of sister parties to BK and mm -hmm. Team TSD. The, but the Range and Edge expanded universe. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not everything. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I won't name anywhere in specific, but uh, there are some very large places that do not have furry band. 
and they're still allowed to interact. They still interact with the larger stack community. Large content creators in our community still openly uh, speak about them, pr promote their other content on social media. Um, and I feel like publicly, at least publicly, I know privately as well, it's just like, we, we kind of need, we need to take people who have offended integrity in our community. We need to take handling them more seriously, just as individuals. Um, because mm -hmm. I am, I'm honestly quite disappointed with how furry being present in some even competitive communities has been so far. Furry is still in a number of communities that will regularly host some of the top performing competitive Tetrio and Jester's tournaments. Um, and they're still present there. Um, they might even still use matchmaking features in these discords. Uh, still c converse with plenty of uh, plenty of top players and individuals, uh, content creators. I just feel like we, we kind of need to realize who we are dealing with. Someone someone had absolutely just modified the, the leaderboards and created create a false presumption of a of a shattering world record in this game and for some reason a lot of us are still keeping them around uh, it just mm -hmm. really it really makes me think what is it worth why why should we why should we let cheaters still interact in our community spaces um mm -hmm. that said of course i feel like if a cheater over a very long period of time displays some remorse i feel like being able to interact in a community again might be okay however participating in actual gameplay or tournament play would probably still be something that i'd advise against mm -hmm. allowing these players to do for me i think the the biggest thing that let that leads to them still being around sort of like generally speaking is that furry and all and merivere and honestly many of the people in communities in general who who are uh who like do the cheating they they have friends and those friends will they just don't want to lose the friend that cheated and because of that they'll justify the actions they'll uh say this and that and try to make it right in their heads to be friends with them or like this cheating wasn't a super big mm -hmm. deal or like even if they cheated i'm still their friend and that's fine i think that's okay but i don't think that <clears throat> i don't think that they should be welcomed in like public spaces mm -hmm. within our community anymore additionally and honestly look I'd like to say, mm -hmm. I apologize for interrupting, but I just feel this is a very important thing. I feel like if the friends are largely influential in our community social media, they should not be promoting their content on their platform. Mm -hmm. That's just not a good idea. When you become a larger content creator, you, you know, unintentionally and sometimes unwillingly accept this responsibility to become a role model for the rest of the community. If you have like, let's say a large YouTube channel or a large Twitter, you make a tweet about a foreign person's content, there are going to be a lot of comments about the player, their integrity. Um, and lots of them will probably come out and support because um, if this large community figure um, 
or even could extend to just a top player is openly supporting uh, a person who had presented misconduct um the the community will feel more incentive to continue supporting this person mm-hmm. it all lies in our influencers in the community as well yeah the people who who have reach and who have opinions that will affect a lot of other people definitely have like a larger responsibility i would say that it's okay yeah it's okay to be friends with someone right Mm -hmm. i think that's fine especially if they express remorse i don't fault any individual person for continuing to associate with furry and helping them like work through their thoughts and improve as a person i i just think that in the public eye of the community you shouldn't the people with influence shouldn't be like promoting their their other works or or anything like that like you can make the self-improvement but i don't think that should happen inside the community yeah that you wronged yeah they, they need to take time away and then as some people in chat mentioned i feel like at a certain point they can be welcomed back into community activities um but you know it's got it's gonna have to take a while i mm-hmm. personally feel like mayor actions are kind of gonna make us more strict on this front with how badly they tried to get back in and how much how many bad things they said it's gonna make us more cautious to you know determine who is actually remorseful and who actually isn't and as much as this could be a bad thing for people who have genuinely improved in a shorter amount of time they are going to have to wait longer and they'll probably be under quite a bit more scrutiny just based on Mm -hmm. these things and i don't feel like this is a bad thing for the whole state of the community it's going to make us much more aware to foul play um which i think will benefit us in the future um i feel like a lot of what we're experiencing are growing pains but they they're they're pretty large pains um and it's just going to help us be more prepared in the future for new infrastructure that we want to deal with Mm -hmm. that we have to establish um but yeah, now that we've kind of had the overview of these situations, I want to bring something up that is very uh, interesting. So we had we had Furry, who was a a cheater on Tetrio, um, still being issued a, a game ban in gestures. I just mm-hmm. I just want to think about this. So they they've been banned across games and platforms for an action done on one client, um, and this and this makes me think should are developers in the future or should have in the past examined scenarios of misconduct from other clients and should action had been taken or should action be taken in the future um just across clients and across games i i have a a pretty short answer for this one (laughs) i don't know i don't know what you guys think so i think we all we all know the answer you're gonna say um i feel i feel like this should absolutely be considered like this is a no this is a no-brainer for me and i am I, this is a, this is a edge te hot take uh, probably the hottest take i'll ever publish on the internet uh i feel like maravir should have been banned on tetrio for a long time honestly i feel like it's it's slightly slightly tangential to the topic but i think that Miravir should have been banned on Tetrio 
because they alted in a banner tournament. That is, that is true, yeah. Because the Infinite Finesse and Tetra Journey, they were both they both had banners. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and if you just think of the magnitude, like um, the first Journey was the largest Tetra tournament for quite a while mm-hmm. in that time period. Um, a lot of prize pool, lots of people watching. It held um for an English tournament it held the peak viewership record it might still hold it um, without any exterior promotion um, meaning twitch front page or all of that mm-hmm. um, I would I think that uh, it's not that that Maravir alted there there's some talk in the chat that they were they were banned for two months for alting but it's the participation in a bannered tournament that involves cash prize that involves uh the integrity of the competitive scene as a whole and the fact that they they altered to participate in that i think shows a a lack of integrity that warrants an in-game tetrio ban even if it's yes. like very tangential like to the to the actual in-game aspect of it the fact that they were participating in an event in which they could win money mm-hmm. in which they could uh achieve in-game badges and other like accolades of the sort then like like what happens if they alt and they won money yeah i feel i feel <laughs> At like that this point is like, i feel like you, this is a slip it's a pretty big slip where in in a community where tetrio is the premier um tuning unlimited competitive client mm-hmm. um i feel i feel like there would be more for an argument on maravir staying unbanned if gestures was still more competitively relevant and they received a ban in gestures i feel like there would be a bit more of a point on this side um so i just i just feel like this is kind of an instant an instance at that time kind of dropped the ball um i i would have been questioning like is tetrio going to be the premier competitive client if they're not going to take alting in a a big money tournament not only Mm -hmm. at the time but also just at this point still one of the largest tetrio events if no action will be taken against them for that, would I want to hold my major event on Tetria? Or would I want to hold it on another Tuning Unlimited game where the developer is going to work with us and the community to work more involving sanctioning poorly acting players in our events? Mm-hmm. It, it just kind of left that up for question. Of course, with the size, Tetria is going to be the, the premier Tuning Unlimited client, but it makes you think if it should be for a competitive and i will say um relatively quick action regarding grabbing substantial evidence for their uh for furries ban on tetrio gives me a little bit more uh gives me a little bit more hope in the game now where major scandal was handled relatively quickly i feel like in future we've kind of realized that this should uh, that yeah these actions should be taken and that uh, Tetrio will work more closely with tournament organizers. 
And one thing I do want to kind of give kudos to Tetrio for was uh, implementing uh, a policy against alt accounts from the from the beginning. Is like not from the beginning, but like just as a base in the entire game. Is uh, alts can kind of make the process hard, especially when you're having to deal with sanctioned players or players misrepresenting their skill. Just banning it at, at a forefront in the game. And uh, I'm not sure when this was implemented, but it might have taken even some direct advice from TOs. I just think it was a very, a very nice thing of them to do, because you know we were t we were talking about a little bit of a Tetrio L with Marivir, but we're talking about. I feel like it's fair to give uh, a little bit of a shout out to a W. A new, a new Tetrio W, bit rising from the ashes of <laughs> of a failed experiment. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, <clears throat> I definitely think that, honestly, if it were up to me, obviously I have my biases, right? Mm -hmm. But I think now, like retroactively, Miravir should be banned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if only, even if retroactively, he should be banned for the previous actions. Like, there's no reason for him to be like grandfathered in, for like yeah. no reason. Like, that that's he what I think. I mean, he didn't cheat once. He cheated on three separate occasions. Yeah. Right. So even just mm -hmm. that, is, I would say, is grounds for a ban. But not only did he alt, he ban evaded and yeah. Like, really as I, as I was going to say, um, not only did Maravir ban evade in part of tournaments, I just I just felt like if I if I was looking in for myself, if I was on that staff team, seeing the controversy and like the eventual uh, the eventual decision uh, behind their Nolpamino sprint run. As I was talking about bans for actions completed on other clients and communities, that probably would have been enough for me to at least um, consider with the rest of the team getting them banned or actually mm -hmm. issuing this decision. Uh, then after the incidents in the two partner tournaments, I felt like that would have just been the smoking gun. Mm -hmm. I think generally speaking, uh, things that happen within the community should be reflected within the game mm -hmm. and it's been steadily improving i think but i don't know if i would say that uh i think game devs in general like to have their own say in or like like to be able to make their own decisions in terms of who is and who isn't banned uh, independent of community members and like third-party community leaders uh yeah but Furry being banned on Jestress as well as Tetrio sets a good precedent going forward, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I think a good decision is... Uh, I, I do... Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jimothy. Wrote down some notes about certain controversies uh, that happened in like other competitive communities across different games, how they handled situations. I feel like we could have a brief section talking about that seeing what we do mm -hmm. similarly and differently but before that i want to take a couple of questions that we've received from the audience and i also want to remind all of you that if you would like to join uh join live potentially with your microphone and ask some questions later after we get through this quick point about um about cheating and conduct in different games uh, be sure to join our discord server um Extra smart Discord in the chat, I think we'll get you there if you're watching live on Twitch. Um, and join the Talking Pieces stage, 
we'll be joining there to take questions uh, momentarily after we finish with our points. Um, so if any of you guys have some questions that you weren't able to get in before the episode, that would be a great time to ask. But one of our first questions <laughs> comes from uh, Azura Horizons, a very, very prolific commentator, especially recently, commentating tons of events, asking um, asking about uh, the recent over-under situation. Uh, it's coming. It's COVID. So uh, for those of you who don't know uh, about what happened with over-under 2, which happened uh just under two weeks ago i've been like really slow on it uh we ended up canceling the tournament uh towards the end due to uh a very high suspicion that uh many of the finalists were uh, misrepresenting their skill um as it as it was uh many of you know that over under is kind of my pet project and i was very like I was pretty emotionally devastated after uh, the events that surrounded uh, the end of the tournament. So I've been a little bit uh, slow on the pickup on uh, dealing and uh, revising the statement that I'm going to make on behalf of Team TSD. Uh, but it's it's coming soon. It will it will come out soon. This is honestly kind of this is kind of related to the topic. Mm -hmm. uh, of integrity we didn't actually put this down but yeah i i didn't i didn't, I didn't feel like we should have noted it just because the 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 investigation is still in progress mm -hmm. i didn't feel like we should share any but I, we could give a recap while we're here uh over under two lots of suspicious play specifically in top six top four of the event um mm -hmm. during the event staff had determined that this was suspicious enough to uh cancel the tournament I, I personally felt affected by this quite a bit. I was uh, commenting the pools block. Um, so I held an entire talk about just tournament stuff, rank cap in general. I still think the rank cap is here to stay. I still think it's a great thing, but we're it's just there's going to need to be more scrutiny um, put into these rank cap tournaments, unfortunately. Just, yeah. just because of this incident, uh, especially when several uh, top four teams kind of look suspicious there. Um, uh, investigation will be wrapped up relatively soon. Team Chesty will release the statement. Uh, so that's all I want to say on that one. It's on the way. It's, it's on the way. <laughs> I spend a lot of time just trying to gather my thoughts on it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's coming. And um, now we have a, another question from T Flat uh, organizing various community tournaments across Tetrio PT has connected in the past. Um, dropping the question, given the recent circumstances, do you believe that there will be an increase in the use of webcams, microphones, etc. to improve validity? Also, where do you see the quality of moderation for games and communities going in the future? Um, so, I think that... I think that this will be implemented, especially uh, and probably mainly in single-player achievements. Uh, mm -hmm. When you think of uh, like a, a blitz run um, potentially being time manipulated or, or a sprint run potentially being time manipulated, um, 
a good, a good quality microphone, hand cam, uh, live stream even will be able to kind of help the opinion sway more toward the favor of the player in proving legitimacy. So it's just, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how we gauge this as a mm -hmm. community going in the future. But I feel like more of this will have to be present to view uh, even an impressive, let alone the world record, as a as a legitimate record. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've uh, I in after the furry thing, I made a tweet longer and with two main points, and one of them was that we we do need these things in place, like you know, hand cams or you know, live streaming gameplays, mm -hmm. and. I'm I'm not really sure if uh if we as a community will require that. I don't know. I hope we do, but I'd like to see that I'm going not... forward in the future. Yeah, people have like raised some more concerns. More and more. That... I feel I and, and some it. some people might bring up like the, the, the quality of computers and whatever, but um an example, I'm not I'm not calling out Vince for having low end hardware, but Vince has often gone out of their way to provide hand cam feeds for Tetrio Cups while playing competitive and also has recorded many live plays, many hand cams. I believe has even streamed on the occasion. Uh, and Vince is a former 40 line world record holder. That just cemented his legitimacy on uh, a good community member just by con continuously and consistently doing, uh, doing hand cams, providing live plays. So... I, I just feel like that that's even a uh, proof that even with relatively lower end hardware, you can still pull off getting a camera feed ready for uh, proving yeah, your especially, legitimacy. Especially just like like single player stuff. You, mm -hmm. you can record it on your phone for all that matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that, yeah, gen like going forward, having now knowing what happened with, uh, with Furry and being able to take to take all the information and the experiences from other communities, we should be able to uh, enforce more. <laughs> just, just more mics, cameras, mm -hmm. uh, like the whole nine yards, if possible. And I think it's just gonna—it just takes a push from the community to make that more of a standard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just took a bit a bit of questions there. Uh, I know Jerthy had some notes on this. Do you want do you want to talk about how um, integrity is handled in some other communities, which you gathered some information on? Um, sure. So there's there's been a lot of high profile cheating cases in like pretty much every gaming community. Uh, well, that's the crazy. other day, yeah, it's it's almost like people kind of suck, but uh. The other day, I just went through, took some notes on this to see how other communities do it and how maybe we could, you know, use their mistakes and stuff so that we don't int, for lack of a better term. So uh, the first one I have here is with a, is a game called Clone Hero. Uh, Matt can tell you a lot about it. He, uh, so it was a very similar case to Tetrio. There was a high profile player like very beloved community member who speed hacked for like a couple years P 
people had all these sorts of suspicions and then you know, no one really wanted to say anything if someone had suspicions it would like get shut down pretty quickly and uh eventually they uh they got a little too like comfortable they uploaded a video which is like very blatantly cheated and you know there's a community-led confrontation and then uh they confessed to cheating some runs and then matt here who is uh the range worked with on the furry case also found out they speed hacked some like a bunch of other runs and uh I, th I think the key things to take away from this are, is how when you shut down suspicions like just com entirely like you don't let people say anything like you don't involve them in any way people get away with cheating mm -hmm. and for a while so I think as a community, we kind of need to be a little bit more comfortable with, uh, you know, with letting people be suspicious. Yeah, I think uh, people should be able to voice their suspicions. But as a community, we are really bad at making our voices heard in a way that isn't like like abrasive for lack I of think, a better I think word. like a, a abrasive or just like overtly accusatory you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to where we're really yeah we're really bad at framing our thoughts I think as mm -hmm. a, as a general statement is why like so many people will have disagreements within the community yeah right uh, I just I... feel I feel like it's a combination of people are like subpar at putting together their words along with they feel very pressured to get their word out when these things mm -hmm. happen. Combining those two together, you get you get statements that can be left up for misinterpretation, which is why I think our community uh, has fallen in love with the document format of putting together our thoughts because documents uh, can be easily formatted and for and um, they can be crafted to be easily readable mm -hmm. so that's just another thing and then see there's a couple of uh, other games noted here a very interesting point in a dream minecraft but i guess we'll get to it oh um <laughs> <laughs> yeah these notes are kind of made for me so they're a bit long oh osk yours is a good point here and that tetra is different from clone here in the fact that there is a a group of people you can go to talk to about your suspicions, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that kind of, that brings me to Osu. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Osu had and still kind of has a, a huge problem with people just throwing wild accusations like witch hunts, stuff like that. Like it easily turns into harassment. And so what they did to uh, kind of remedy this issue is they made something called r slash Osu report. Which is uh, basically all the accusations and not accusations, but like all your suspicions and proof and stuff go there. And, you know, you're not allowed to talk about it anywhere else to like avoid drama and stuff. Uh, I think. I mean, th this is one. I feel like this is one good avenue that Tetris community could take to kind of avoid all this public drama, but still let people be heard and not necessarily have to rely on. A, mm -hmm. a pretty small team of people who are preoccupied with a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that... something to be said about uh, 
the the osu report format in as it pertains to our community we have a lot of like we have a lot of kids in our community yeah. a lot of people who uh either i like don't have like the the skill set to be able to handle this kind of thing in a uh, uh i don't know the word for this in like a a level-headed manner um and the people who who would who might be able to probably have bigger fish to fry than managing an an oath to report sort of deal mm -hmm. i just feel i just feel like uh maybe it just like how oath report is a more organized and sort of a cordial place to discuss suspicions on players would highly benefit us it would kind of make people feel less pressured to kind of push all their thoughts out especially for people who um might not be as well versed as others at forming their thoughts into text um it will kind of relieve the pressure off of them and more uh a more emphasis can be put on actually spending time deducing the actions of these suspicious players um and how that works so i i feel like maybe if we can come with a solution for that or at least the the major titles can be uh can influence solutions like this i, I feel like there'd be a benefit to it so people don't have to flock to general channels of discords or just their own twitter accounts to rant about their suspicions on different players um if there is some suspicion there and it will also, uh, if this medium of discussing suspicions is moderated, it will prevent harassment from coming towards uh, the players, at least on official mediums. Staff will be more aware that these things could be happening and can take action against offenders faster who are mm -hmm. trying to harass these players. And coordination could be made with larger third-party communities as well to get offenders who are harassing those under suspicion banned because i do feel like some people jump to a guilty until proven innocent principle in this community um rather than mm -hmm. the other way around right uh you just want me to keep going through the, the yeah, games going. yeah go for it okay oh, let's go dream minecraft is next dream <laughs> minecraft is next yeah. i'll uh, i'll kind of combine this on trackmania Okay. So uh, I'm I'm sure a lot of people here know who Dream Minecraft is. Pretty uh big guy. There's like a whole debacle with him where he was cheating or accidentally cheating in Minecraft. But the uh, the way the way he cheated accidentally or not was he altered the drop rates of stuff. And I I mean what what I noticed from there is during the stream and like shortly after no one really noticed he was cheating right because i mean the people watching like aren't it, it's just hard to like notice i guess if you're not a super top level player used to this stuff so what ended up happening was a, a top level player or it's like someone more familiar with the game like felt like something was off so they looked into it and they noticed his the drop rates were just like extraordinarily lucky over the span of like six streams and uh, the way the way I related this to Tetris is that uh, you kind of you kind of need these top level 
are like very experienced people looking into this stuff who like can sort of get those gut feelings and like know to look into it because before uh before like furry had suspicions on him i privately talked to a lot of like higher level people and everyone like kind of had a feeling where it's like i don't know this just doesn't seem human it kind of seems off Mm -hmm. but like when you look at lower level players it seemed like they uh they didn't really notice anything because they don't know any better yeah there's like a like a requisite skill floor that that you will have to notice that like hey like uh, i don't know this this rotation is a little weird or like these drop rates seem a little bit too good too consistently yeah where a lot of people will just not notice that yeah Yeah, so so my, my main point here is just maybe get some more higher level people more technically skilled people to to deal to be deal with or closely involved with like investigations into cheating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, these these comparisons are very interesting. Kind of kind of brings up some lessons that we could just take in general as we uh, as we go on, and we're going to have to deal with more of this in the in the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is, but it's, it certainly isn't going to stop with the rapid expansion of Tetria. Um, I do not expect that we will have to deal with cases like this any less. Uh, certainly, um, many more probably at a rate that uh, we wouldn't even expect potentially. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like uh, that's all I talked about on the other game front. Um, I'm going to check and see if we got some more written questions in. We have. Uh, so we have one more written question, and then we will move over to the stage uh, where you guys can join and uh, verbally ask us questions. Um, get into the uh, the talking pieces groove. So, from Aftermoon, or, or it was all a dream, the M with two ends on Twitter, um, asking. <laughs> Um, this might be outside of the scope of the episode, but what kind of misconduct is under the purview of TOs slash communities? To what extent are they responsible for enforcing moral or criminal misconduct? Um, I think out of most of us, Renge might be the most qualified for this one. Yeah. Oh, so um, maybe you take it away for us. The... Ex- the... Hmm... <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I'm parsing through my thoughts. Um, the in terms of misconduct that TOs will tend to care about, I think that most of it is is gameplay focused or gameplay related. Like this person cheated or is misrepresenting their skill, or um <clears throat> stuff like stuff like that. But our community is slowly getting to a point where some of the TOs and and larger community figures my, myself included uh will take on or will like field not field but will like answer DMs if people are like hey this person is just kind of like really gross or this person is like um is mm is like harassing me in some way and that is birthed uh from last summer there were a couple of 
of situations that I will not get super far into that made the uh, Tetris misconduct helpline happen, which I am a part of. A lot of it now, I honestly, if something were to happen to this, that that might mean that might like lead somebody to want to talk to a community figure about it I, I would just dm someone someone that you find to be trustworthy and to have a reasonable amount of influence within the community um just about it and ask if they would be willing to hear you out or if they can refer you to someone who can who can do that a lot of the time that is me <laughs> And I'm, I'm fine with that. I definitely like, I don't take joy in, in being that person, but I think, uh, being a, having someone in the community or a group within the community who can, who is in the position to deal with this kind of like outside of game, but in the community misconduct is very, is very important. Yeah. Uh, but like i just deal with i just kind of deal with as much as i can mm -hmm. because i f i feel like it's a really important yeah aspect of a of being a community yeah i feel i feel like as um as an aspect of being a community leader you do kind of pick up some form of responsibility just for this stuff in general um moral misconduct criminal misconduct you, you'll have to enforce it to some point um, that being said, we do have tools like the Tetris Misconduct Helpline um, to kind of launch more formal investigations to especially the more criminal side of things um, and get reports to proper uh, tangible authorities as well as um, inform community leaders themselves of actual decisions which, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they might not need to make they might not want to have to make but i feel like as a community leader you're always going to end up dealing with this at some point um and also while we're here i feel like we accidentally skipped a portion of tflet's question earlier um mm. which was where do you see the quality of moderation for games and communities going in the future um i feel like overall we've been steadily improving the kind of uh, the aptitude of game moderation teams as we're all getting more experienced in this um because we're at a point in the community where we're still not like hiring actual games moderators these are volunteer positions taken just by dedicated members um and and T tetrio is still a game and rather decent infancy uh, has only been around for the better part of about two years now um, and everyone on that team has been learning along the way of what it takes to manage a, an online game of this scale and mm -hmm. what is what is needed to pull it off um, and they, they haven't necessarily been doing uh, quite bad so far um, just all these <laughs> I like to like just face for that but you know you just consider the <laughs> fact that we have we have a volunteer team here um i don't feel like we should expect it to be like mr clean perfect you know mm -hmm. and it, it certainly has gotten better over time as uh, what i'd like to mention and i feel like it will continue getting better in the future so that is that is all i have to say regarding that um and then one last time 
Uh, we'll move over to the stage for a little bit. We'll see if anyone has some questions to bring up to us. Um, but yeah, as Afterman said in the chat, it's definitely, we, we just had to deal with the growing pains of our community scaling, uh, mm -hmm. potentially faster than we expected. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll head over to the talking pieces stage now. We'll talk for a little bit. We have an opportunity Ooh. for some people to come in and then we'll answer some questions. So. All right. Hello? Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah, we're here in the talking pieces stage. Yeah. Uh, anybody who would like to join us here, go ahead and join the Puzzle Kingdom Discord. I think this is like pretty close, pretty close to here. Mm-hmm. Around. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. So, Moose, Moose right, I'm oh, sorry. I'm just going to preface by asking everyone to please stay say, uh, respectful with uh, everything. And, like, uh, like uh, Zudo said, uh, we are all on the same side. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we, we saw what mistakes happened before. But, it's like, now is the time to move forward with this. Let's be a little proactive, right? So, mm -hmm. like, we'll, we'll, we'll bring people to stage one by one. You know, just raise your hands. Uh, and uh yeah that's all that's all i had to say yeah basically just an opportunity to audibly ask questions and all of that um and i believe moose uh who's in the background will be managing will be bringing people up for us uh it's just shouts for him also yeah. pro also producing these episodes when able um take some stress off of me so yeah we have an opportunity for some more people to come in here so i'll say thanks for supporting these episodes uh both of our talk, uh, both of our podcasts so far have been doing really well. I'm excited to see where the series goes in the future. Plenty of seems very pretty, interesting seems to be doing pretty well right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully we you got, guys stay excited. We got one person raising their hand. Mm. Want to bring them in? All right, we'll Is see. Is that what that means? Yeah, if they raise their hands, like they're raising their hand to indicate that they want to go up on okay, the stage, okay. at least for our purposes. Uh, we're we're. You want to bring uh, Matt in? I think we can. I yeah, we'll bring him up. If you right click on them and then invite them to speak, I believe that yeah moves them up. So welcome, Matt. Oh, Matt. Hey, I'm, I'm for the invite to speak, but my roommate actually literally just went to bed, so I would rather not. If you would like to be my voice and I type somewhere, that would be very nice. Uh, yeah, I can narrate. Uh, some, some people you can just DM about. me, Matt. I'm I got very sorry. You. Oh my god. Alright, but yeah. Uh, Shoutouts to Matt. Shoutouts to Matt's roommate. Just trying to get some rest. No, it Shout is. out to Matt's roommate. <laughs> if you don't mind, I could switch to my laptop and move her to a different room, and that'll take me like two minutes, and then I can voice. Yeah, that's more than all right. That's yeah, yeah all whatever right. you'd like, Ben. I'll, I'll do that. In a, I'll be in a second. I'm sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> no worries. So in the meantime, <laughs> I think. Uh... <laughs> all right. We'll see if anyone else raises their hand, wants to uh, bring up some questions, maybe some points. Yeah, I'm waiting for the indicator. All right, we'll got an Azura. I can't. Up. I can't do this. I need you to do it. All right. Oh, I can't do it. 
Oh, I can do it too. Wait, I'm moving them back to audience I... so I can remove them. Hi, uh, hi, Azura. Welcome. Hello. Uh, I didn't have anything to say. I just got pulled in. Oh, wait. you raised your hand. I, I you did it. Your hand. Did I? You yeah, literally you did. did. Your hand was I raised. Probably misclicked then. Uh, Come with yeah, a question. Sorry about that. Now. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think for those, had for those of you raised. listening on the recording, this is our first time using the stage. So yes. <laughs> we're 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 figuring it out. Uh yeah. Ready? But in future, um we do plan on holding our entire episode here in the stage. Um so we can bring people in at just any time, experts, whatever, uh in mm -hmm. respective fields to comment on issues, ask questions, all of the sort bring this interactive piece to talking pieces and then of course you have the visual feed on our twitch which you can keep watching but yeah again uh, if anyone on the stage does have some questions for us raise your hand comments whatever some cool people in here i think glitchy had their hand raised earlier but they played it down so i don't, I don't glitchy know glitchy also going on. might just not know how to use the the raise hand function yeah. oh we do oh. have oh my god clutch oh, let's go let's go all right there he is sign wave right. in here yeah all right so sign wave here who sign actually wave. raised his hand mm -hmm. for those who don't know sign wave another very prolific commentator in the scene um they they got the uh, 2021 stacky for it um so if you're watching that show and just watching tournaments you're well aware of them definitely very well versed and competitive and this scene and involved uh so what is up He's muted. I don't know if he knows yeah, this yet. You can't, you can't mute Oops. you. I am muted. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> there he is. So, something in a bit of a different direction, right? Uh, what do you think the future holds for these ranked cap tournaments? Mm. Um. So, this is this is an interesting one. I'm I'm not really sure. I don't run too many myself. Um. I've I've only been like directly involved in running one, which was a higher level TR cap um, of 24k. But I feel like they're gonna be here to stay. I just feel like new rank cap organizers um, and new like as new TS in general, some existing ones are probably gonna make changes to the rank cap formula. First thing that I saw, especially after I talked about this. Uh, is a lot less of them. I know that uh, Skyla from Tetralympic, as well as Taws, have either reduced or eliminated their prizes for their rank cap brackets, which is something that I initially suggested. Um, Taws, I know, um, has removed the supporter incentive for winning. They have swapped it to a raffle between all participants. Um, so one participant in each Taz event, or depending on how much they fund for prizing, will grab a supporter. It will be randomly chosen, not based on placement. And Tetralympic, I think, instead of... They will be reducing or removing uh, the trophy or medal component for um, rank-capped brackets. So those are just some things to think about. That actually has already been taken. I also feel like... Um, there will be a larger gap between signups closing and the event starting to give time for TOs and Tetrio staff to scrutinize players' accounts. Um, 
And even so, uh, just the rank cap in general is something that's going to be very susceptible to abuse. Um, so we just need to be careful and very proactive before, during, and even after the event to make sure that we're keeping our eyes on things and making sure that uh, people are acting legitimately and cordially. Um, but those are the things that have happened so far. I think in the future, some might even become more strict um, in rank cap tournaments and prizing for rank cap tournaments. Um, and I feel like new TOs will probably uh, will probably feel less inspired to run a rank capped event. They'd rather run an open just because it's it's mm -hmm. much easier um, and all that stuff. Going forward, we also have uh, some tools that are hopefully coming gonna be uh, able to be used eventually to uh, help eliminate the smurfs and and figure out more and more robust methods to uh catch smurfs before they make a uh like real impact on the tournament in the end and there's a lot of stuff that's like in the pipeline surrounding that kind of thing and especially after uh tournaments like some of the recent ish underdogs cups and over under and stuff like that it feels like really important that if we want to continue this kind of format regardless of whether or not we have prize pools or whatever that mm -hmm. we we like have more more for uh yeah moderation and, and keeping things in line i just feel like moderation and scrutiny is just going to increase with this ask commented and chat which is why i even said it that um bannered rank cap tournaments uh will be like required by them um to have an er uh, like an earlier sign off cutoff and they will also be happy to assist in doing alter smurf checks for these bannered and partner tournaments one thing that i also love is um how the staff team is becoming more willing to assist those kinds of operations for certain partner tournaments mm -hmm. um i i really do enjoy seeing that shows that they uh care about the about the community involvement operation of the game um to the extent where they take their own time away from potentially game issues to handle that even though it's not necessarily directly tetrio affiliated and the point where their staff team isn't running it they're still willing to help the community like that i think it's a nice move from them and i'm, I'm very glad that mm -hmm. it has been chosen um but yeah, uh, Sean has a sign way for that. Talking to Chad about it being a successful time killer. But it's also something that I feel like we would have ended up talking about later before we closed the episode. Or it would have been talked about in future. Yeah. So, we to get out of the way. Thank you, sign. Uh, just uh, shout outs. Um, yeah. Alright, we're killing him. Let's right. bring Matt back in. <laughs> Alright, we're going to run Matt right. back. Invite to speak. That was great. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we don't get sniped frame one again. Yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting on Matt, folks. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna see. Discord stage is very interesting. There he is. There he is. Ooh. I'm on my phone. It's very, very loud. <laughs> You're good, Matt. I did a Tetrio tournament vibe. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, you have a question, any comments? What is up? I've, I've made my comments in chat, <laughs> uh, but 
I don't know. It's it, it seems to be that just the only thing I want to say because I don't feel like um, this really came across. Um, for anyone that read all of my stuff that I just wrote down in like Twitch chat, um, regarding my ban and uh, and all the harassment and cheating I've done, uh, I, I want to reiterate that's not at all what I'm talking about in Twitch chat when I'm talking about what staff should have maybe done differently or should do better in the future. What I am talking about is about the, the gestures Discord conversation. I feel like that conversation, obviously excluding me from that conversation, that would be perfectly fine, should have been picked up um, somewhere and it should have been talked about just the suspicions in an environment where it's like safe from unintentionally harassing anyone, right? That's all I'm saying. That is my right. entire um, we're, we're very much past this now, and what's happened has happened. You can't change it. But I think this is a takeaway that wasn't really discussed before that could be very useful for future events if they do crop up. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll expand on this a bit since I was, I was there in the gestures discussion. So um, if you actually go through and oh, if you actually go through and like fully read everything that was discussed no one ever said or like implied that furries should be harassed in any way shape or form people actively took measures against that so like for example i was wondering maybe we should ask furry for a hand cam and then someone said and eh, that could like easily turn into bullying so we shouldn't and you know it, it was a very civil thing and then uh always mr always or it, it's osk right <laughs> is it osk or osk i don't want to like mispronounce it either but they, is uh... fine okay yeah osk uh joined and said we had a bit of a discussion and that's uh what that's i believe that's what matt's referring to dude oh it's every okay oh, my god stop laughing at me people i heard oh, by someone that it's that osk wants to be called osk i don't know if that's true or not mm. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but, yeah. In terms of, like, involvement from mods, I think we're slowly but surely getting to the right place in terms of understanding, like, what the, like, third-party folks like me and, and Matt want and what Tetrio staff want. And we're, we're getting to a happy medium slowly right. yeah for sure for sure i hold no strong opinion on whether justice uh discord conversation could be considered harassment or not but i do agree that it could very easily spiral into like full-on harassment and bullying and, and i think that's i agree that these conversations should be able to publicly in retrospect um justice discord right. conversation really should have never happened and i, I fully agree with that i just think mm. that once you see that this conversation occurring instead of it just being straight up shut down it should be transported over into a safe space where mm -hmm. we're with right. so, staff specifically where it's safe to actually talk about the suspicions so yeah so like the mod team that, that's, instead that's of, what i'm trying to like get across yeah so instead of like the mod team kind of saying just oh don't don't talk about this at all it's more it's more so i i agree it shouldn't talk it's more of a collaboration. That's all I was trying to say. Right, right, right. Uh, two other people have their hand up. I, I believe this is in relation to the current conversation. 
Um. Yeah, that potentially. We can bring in Glitchy first, I think. Yeah, I think I think Glitchy has like a another separate sort of comment. Um, potentially. Oh, Glitchy, did you have another separate comment? Actually, about the separate comment, I think mine has that one. I have a comment that is similar to the um to the shitting stuff that the stuff that happened, even though not quite right in the in that same bucket, but like close to it. So mm -hmm. if you want actually a second uh, another kind of topic to talk about before I talk with this one, you should actually bring in mine first. Oh no, we can we can continue on with this one. I was reading from yeah. your oh, messages okay. earlier. Feel free. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I kind of got caught in the fire on Twitter <laughs> when all this stuff happened. I think it was after the J Street uh, part of everything. Um, yeah. I talked about uh, discussing exploits in the public. Uh, there's this, there's this thing. Um, how do I say it? Uh, let's imagine like something like a browser. If you don't actually discuss with the team that develops the browser of an exploit, like privately, and you just post the exploit in the wild, um, many people are gonna exploit that. It's, it's not like a zero day. Somebody just uh, didn't give a disclosure time to actually get the devs to fix that kind of problem. Um, I felt that what happened here was a disclosure of, a, let's say, the the exploits that were used or were or were supposed to um how do i say it uh, my english is lacking give me a second <laughs> it's all good yeah, it's fine, it's good, fine. Good. um the exploit that were supposed to be used to actually achieve those um in, in human uh, records um were, were being discussed in public and i was like okay you shouldn't do this. I am quote unquote a self-certified developer. And I find that when coming to the specific exploits, you shouldn't discuss those uh, publicly because mm -hmm. if you do before you discuss with the developers, you can actually have more widespread cheating that can get more quickly out of control because one would say, okay, we didn't know this method works, so we're gonna use it and we're gonna abuse it. Uh, that's how right. I see it. Um... So, question for you, Glitchy. Did you fully read through the gestures conversation? I've ha I still have to, uh, because I only read snippet. But my point isn't the actual yesterday discussion. It's just like the actual discussion of the speed hacking, for example, in specifically right. speed so, hacking. Yeah. So in in that conversation, I can only speak on that because that's the only thing I was involved in. No one. Uh -huh. No one provided any details on how you would go about speed hacking or doing it. People, Not, the, the most okay. anyone said was, um, it's possible for a may have speed hacked. That's about like the most anyone said. And that was a question. And as far as I read, as far as I remember, I read, uh, because, okay, that was in there. Um, that was answered. And that's one dangerous part. Hmm. Uh, sorry, could you could you repeat that? Uh, okay, uh, uh, the, the thing that was said that you said was a question like, is it true that blah, 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 that three speed hacks? And as I read correctly, if I read correctly, the question was answered. So I think that's still dangerous as well. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, someone asked, um, is it true that Tetrail fails to detect speed hack? And I said yes to that, which I, I will admit that was uh, wrong on my end. My, my thought was either... Tetrio does fail to detect speed hack, or Tetrio mm. 
doesn't fail the detect speed hack and the mods kind of just didn't do anything about it detecting but i, I realize now it's a different system but um mm -hmm. on, on your point about going to the mods a lot of people did kind a lot of people did go to the mods and i mean there's a screenshot of one of the mods saying we've looked into everything we can or something along the lines of we've looked into everything we can okay I got and yeah. we're our position still hasn't changed so it was at that point that people then went into you know people then started discussing their suspicions which i've talked to um quite a bit of people and i, I agree now that you shouldn't discuss them publicly but there should be more of a collaborative effort from the mod team and the community my understanding of it honestly is that uh people will just tend to build their own interpretations of like basically anything that gets said in a chat room or or like in a dm that gets like tossed around out of context in general and then it's it's hard to be able to um get out of that little bubble that you build for yourself and again we are we are getting there uh it is just mm -hmm. a slow process mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. would say that this was a learning experience from for everyone i mean yeah. i would mm -hmm. actually say that in the grand scheme of things everyone was wrong about something in their rationale to say it hello <laughs> yeah, yeah. everybody so was wrong there is there is no i mean some people uh, they are right and they are wrong in their own and I, I i am completely neutral about this because i would say that i am also wrong especially for actually starting in on twitter but <laughs> yeah uh, but like um uh okay that was uh, that those were honest mistakes and we are going to learn from mm -hmm. it however i want to stress something if you find an exploit and you report it like um formally uh, privately some, something like that without actually using it on the wild you can even get rewarded this is true for many pro development projects like how i said earlier browsers uh games in fact tetrio has a bug bounty hunter so if you find an exploit that can actively uh, like damage something in the game, you can actually get rewarded for reporting it uh, to the devs, uh, and after they fix it, you can actually disclose it. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. like that's absolutely um, fair. It's just something that we will have to get better at coordinating mm -hmm. as a community in the future, especially with people who do want to be involved as third parties, sort of in creating these investigations a lot of these third parties have the technical skills needed to create a good and solid investigation i think right. we will need to in future build a better bridge between these willing legitimate trusted community members and uh the staff of the official games that they will have to be handling instance with yeah in general mm -hmm. there needs to be better communication from all sides but mm -hmm. I, I mean i would say that after this we're definitely going to <laughs> do something about yeah, that the yeah. furry situations yeah. especially yeah. made us a lot more aware of what we'll need to do in the future i'd like to thank mm -hmm. both of you guys for coming up here i uh, uh we have mine who requested to speak i would like to bring mm -hmm. them up before we keep rambling for too long um yeah but yeah i just want to thank you guys for coming on um first time using the stage here uh so yeah really appreciate it Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm a little. I'm, hey, I'm a little I'm a... Oh, big fan of the channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of contents fire. He said. <laughs> so okay, so I have a question. Uh, not regarding this, completely different. Um, I don't want to follow that line of uh, conversation because it's been talked to death. But uh, my question is, 
about how do you think the developer community can help to improve the integrity of the community as a whole mm. so for, for example i've shared privately um about the idea of not without uh, like casual chatting without actually like if exposing the idea as a, as a serious thing, but like I've shared the idea of a cross-platform ban list for grave offenses. I'm unsure if this would be a positive thing. So what I want to say is what ways um, would you propose for closer collaboration with CEOs and other community managers and the games and game developers themselves mm. and how to improve discussion upon these these things um as i can start here i feel like for to, to create that idea of a cross-platform ban list first uh connections will need to be established from developer to developer um that will need to happen first because let's say you want the next tetra dev studio game gestures and tetrio to have like a unique succinct system for sharing information about offending players a connection will need to be established and potentially you might even want to build a backend platform for yourselves to keep logs of these incidents which you will then as a group probably take initiative to reach out to the largest tos and community leaders who you feel like could benefit or could provide valuable information and then from there i i feel like this is not necessarily a hard thing technically to do but it's going to involve a lot of cordial communication and consistent communication between different developers and community leaders it will be hard to establish but i think once it gets going it would be a very positive and beneficial thing um especially once all the developers link up it's going to be easy to reach out to community leaders um so i feel like the main barrier for that to happen is the developers to link up themselves be willing to have an information pipeline like that with other devs and um also the structure that they all agree on and want to use for mm -hmm. uh the storage of this information i think once that's it's, solved it'll be fairly easy it's also difficult because making a unified ban list like this is costing and I, this has happened in within like to 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 stuff before as well you're sacrificing some of your own autonomy and your own decision making because sometimes like the general like the others will think that this thing de deserves a ban but you won't or you think that this person like really really should be out of here but mm -hmm. nobody seems to agree with you like do you deviate from the ban list or do you, like do you try to convince them or yeah do you let it do you let it slide even though it makes you like wildly uncomfortable to have them yeah. in your group it would also be a good distinction um, between a a unified ban list or like an information database about players where tos and devs can enter information but they don't necessarily feel obligated to act on anything mm -hmm. provided just on the sole basis of the list you know, because we talked earlier about um, Tetrio partner tournaments and, you know, issuing sanctions on players based on their activity in the tournament. Uh, Tetrio could want to do that with uh, an offending player there. Um, that shouldn't necessarily mean that uh, the developer of another game should feel any more pressured than they would at face value if that was entered into the database to take action themselves. So I feel like it's a good distinction to have between 
unifying bands between games or creating a just a database where developers and TOs can share information with each other and then they act independently based on the shared information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely think that the, the latter of what I just discussed would be very beneficial. Uh, I feel like the former would take away some autonomy. This might not necessarily be thing that devs or TOs would want, um, but at least having the list itself to share information would be beneficial. Um, Moose in chat chiming and saying, my hot take is that a ban list should be public except for cases of when a victim is involved and you need to protect their identity. I think that is true. I also think that in terms of sharing between trusted TOs, who developers choose in a, in a unity of developers across different games uh, that some of that classified information would need to be shared um, so I feel like at that point it would be up to the individual game devs to publish their own list of actions taken for their own game which can be publicly viewable by the community and then a separate database with more sensitive potentially topics that major tournament organizers and other game developers and game staff could access. Mm-hmm. You, just have, you just have to make sure that you're dividing the data correctly and that this data is, you know, the certain data that is private is going to be kept private at all costs. Um, mm-hmm. But right. yeah, potentially also on a need to know basis as Aftermoon commented. Um, it just depends, and depending uh, depending on if this project does indeed happen between developers in the future, I think we'll learn more about exactly how we as a community would want this to work, because this, this is all just a hypothetical, but regardless, I think at least having one for major TOs and community leaders to be shared with devs and vice versa would be very beneficial. It's still a list or a database, um, but privacy must be respected if a list yeah. like that would ever go public or portions of that list would go public but uh i really appreciate uh a developer like mine who's been working on major projects coming in um for this perspective um asking a question on i believe something that could come important especially as our community grows just to make sure that all major event organizers community leaders and game developers are in the same uh, we're all in the same boat especially as we grow larger the more large we grow it's just going to be even harder to stay in the loop so i think Mm -hmm. at one point this might even be needed material for our community leaders and game developers to access but yeah thank you mine for the question i really i really appreciate it uh shout outs and yeah shout outs mine the shout outs of mine yeah i think everyone I think as far as like creating a unified ban list goes, like I would like to see it happen, uh, if only because I think I think half bans are very similar in effectiveness to not banning someone at all, mm. which is to say it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, like for something to stick, a lot of it involves like being able and willing and having other people be willing to see the whole thing through Mm -hmm. or else you're just what are you really doing you're you're banning someone from half of a community you're letting them you're only not letting them eat the right side of the pie like oh yeah you know what i mean yeah 
but um yeah um see if we get any more questions here if not then we'll uh wrap this one up been two hours on the show so far so we'll as well give a shout out to everyone who's listened supported talking pieces now since the first episode do an announcement after this we are going to work on archiving our episodes to youtube and audio platforms so uh if you're a new audio listener potentially come live on our twitch um every other tuesday twitch.tv slash puzzle kingdom um broadcasting usually at uh, 7 p.m eastern daylight time or eastern standard time this this one happened a little early because uh because i have work later (laughs) yeah we just had a couple of scheduling conflicts but usually between probably 5 and 7 p.m eastern yeah every other tuesday um we alternate with a a bi-weekly puyo tournament in the community it's also really cool uh so do check that out and we do have some promotional content to kind of go over as well starting off this weekend got sakura blend major event here from puzzle kingdom you got two fighting games two puzzle games skull girls and tetrio on the first day uh puyo puyo and guilty gear on the second day stay tuned this weekend uh because those those could be some really hype events and if you have any of these games be sure to sign up uh, sakurablend.moe as uh, where you'll get that sign up and uh, next, mm-hmm. on the Friday, I'm hosting a Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 doubles tournament on the Switch. So if you're interested Ooh. in this, 2x2.galactic.moe slash pbt1. Um, there will be one Puyo player and one Tetris player to a team. So if this is something that interests you, go check that out. Should be a fun tournament. And finally, you may have seen them at WPL SoCal this weekend. Got these hype Puzzle Kingdom jerseys. Um, if you go to uh, any of the Sakura Blend prize pools, you can pick one of these up. Um, or WPL prize pools if they're still open. But uh, buy them from Sakura Blend because uh, those tournaments don't have like $4,000 mm. in money yet. So, Do you know... Uh... Do you know... I think... Do you know who has these? <laughs> who has them I so far? Has I think Te- Kabuzal... Does Zynix have one? Zynix has one. Yeah. She was wearing it at the land. Yeah, I figured I oh, saw crazy. that on cam. Tag now has one, unfortunately shipped hours after he flew to California. Yeah. Um, I I feel uh Flood picked one up, I believe, on one of the WPL prize pools. Um Yeah. And uh more more of these are open to sell. Come support Sakura Blend, pick one of these up. Uh design even here on the images and in person looks absolutely fire i hope to see like an army of 35 people who go to the columbus tournament just f- wearing these <laughs> um, so um, it's, it's how you show your individuality as you wear the matching jersey with everybody else yeah but it has your name on it so yeah and, and the number it's it's customizable range yeah, how many the, people are going to show up to the columbus number. land with 69 on their, on their jersey <laughs> that's what i'm saying weed um yeah uh yes uh i don't know i i'm i'm debating putting mine as like 68 just just to be very slightly different look at this guy (laughs) what a guy what a guy because he's suggesting 70 i mean i don't know it's up for debate but still um i think this also i think this also puts some inspiration i don't know how many numbers you can actually fit in the bag i think it's only two i don't know oh but um, 
I just I just do I do think that this this design is very nice. I think I hope it puts some inspiration and in other community leaders to potentially explore the vehicle of um producing merch clothing um because you're just subtweeting me <laughs> you're just sub <laughs> okay listen man i didn't know i didn't know if you were gonna talk about this i thought i had to be mentioned i will i will say i i hope that there's fire team tsd merch coming out uh, that i may or may not have already seen the designs for if wrench decides to sell them when I'm getting when one for Rich free. decides to sell them, okay, this is a... I'm getting one for free. Uh, I better get one for free as well, even though I did nothing to deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just hope that uh we see more of this because I think merch is a great way to mm -hmm. raise money for crowdfunded prize pools. You see it with a for bunch sure. of Smash events and stuff. Um, but yeah, prize pools and like other community endeavors as well. Yeah, I think merch is definitely like a avenue that we've generally underexplored and i i working on it pc gang gas money for soon. jim belushi <laughs> yeah payback but yeah as we wrap up this episode on the twitch stream we're gonna drop it right over to caboozled um Ooh, i know that guy streaming some tetris effect connected practice uh but anyways mm -hmm. like to thank all of you for watching episode two talking pieces we'll be back in two weeks for our third episode still discussing internally what the topic of that will be but be sure to check out the pk twitter we we tweet everything um we we tweet if like a fly lands on moose's nintendo switch uh so hey, we uh, might not be able to run before you wait uh Rich, you want to say something real quick oh all oh. right hold on that's an invite to speak all right there we go bring all right, him okay. in what's up glitchy oh, oh, listen to me i want to say something uh, i am doing this because not even range now is it range i am speaking to you listen to me uh, and this is the chat of course i am going to make you a free shirt if you ask me in the next 30 minutes if i ask you in the next 30 minutes you're gonna make me a free shirt yes free shirt dude range you better come, you better you come with a it? stupid design <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's typing All right. right okay. Okay. I got it. I already sent the message. I know what I'm going to do. It's going to be stupid. Okay. You guys Before you run out of time on Twitch, life. thank you all for watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, oh my God. I've been shot. See ya. All right. Later, we got about five bro. seconds left. We'll see you all over in Caboozle's right. chat. Support them. They've helped us out a lot. Join PC Open too. Uh, so true. Open too. <laughs> I forgot to put that on the promotion. I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs>